Bob Barker. You are, uh, that's right. That's You know what it's called? It's called a uh, choir mic. The mic that you have is a choir mic. These mics, uh, uh, like my microphone, which is a Shure mic, is a more traditional microphone. Not that we didn't want you to have a traditional microphone. Not that we didn't want you. Can't Nick, see it back here. Nick Turner to have the very best. But this is like a traditional microphone designed to pick up one voice. Uh, choir mics. That's how you'd say it if he was from the country. What kind of microphone is it? Choir? Choir. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, are designed they could pick you up from further away. Uh, uh, it could have, there were like three people sit. If there was a choir. Cool. So in case my like chair breaks, uh, you can still hear me. Now, yeah, if, you, if, you were to, if you were to fall on the floor and uh, have uh, um, fractured a femur, you know. <laughs> it we, happens to me all the time. So it happens good. a lot, yeah. You're yeah. like Sam Jackson in that movie. Uh, unbreakable. Unbreakable. Yeah. Yeah. I always got that confused with the old Nat King song, King Holt song, Unforgettable. Unbreakable. <laughs> That's what Sam Jackson is. Ow! And then someone would every year scream, and yeah. then you hear a bone snap in the back. Hey, so Nick, uh, uh, you know, this is going well already. Uh, we have Nick Turner, and Nick is uh, the uh, headliner. Headliner, uh, baby. The headliner at uh, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Uh, two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow, and one show Sunday. Nope. You're, you're not doing the Sunday show? No way. No? I said no. <laughs> uh, no, I, yeah, ho- however it came together, I, uh, I, I, will be at, uh, I will not be in town on Sunday. La-dee-da. <laughs> Wally. It is not, I, I don't I, think. I don't do the Sunday I show. I wasn't holding out. I was like, there was always those stories, those hor- uh, horrible stories about Jerry Lewis late in his career uh, in Vegas where he would hold court. Uh, the first one being, it, underst- you understood everything you need to know about Jerry Lewis by this. He was explaining to a bunch of comics who were backstage, young comics. And he goes, you want to know what funny is? They talk about funny. I'm funny. Jerry Lewis is funny. For instance, if I pick up a glass of water, he picked up a glass of water, he go, it's funny because Jerry Lewis did it. That's funny. And then he said, and I don't do the late show on Saturday anymore, baby. And you don't do the Sunday. I, that's not true. <laughs> I'll do a Sunday. Andy, what's the story? I'm a nice. I'm a nice you just Eva. schedules. Schedules. Mr. Special. I'm happy to be here. I would have loved to do Sunday. I wish I could have made it work. You know, there, there was a time when a Brooklyn comic could be happy to even be able to make enough money for a meal. And now. <laughs> yeah. Now, you Brooklyn comics. Believe me, I get as many meals as I want. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> well, you went to a doc- you uh, uh, went to a doctor one time, and uh, uh, you were freaked out because you had done blood tests, and then they said we want you to come in, and uh, you know, yeah. and what, I'm I'm watching that bit, and I go, I know exactly what he's talking about, yeah. Because whenever you go to a doctor and they go, well, the doctor would like to see you, you go, this is it. Yeah, can you just tell me on the phone? Why yeah. am I going to come in here? Do I need? A- Should I bring a priest? <laughs> uh, no, they just wanted that extra copay. Yeah, and then you go in, and what does the doctor say to you? Yeah, he said he told me um, that I was generally healthy, but I was overweight. And I was like, that's literally the only thing I already knew. <laughs> I could diagnose. I diagnosed myself in the mirror earlier. As you did the bit, you went to the doctor. It's come to my attention. Yeah. <laughs> Judging this, I ha- he won't look up at me. He won't it's like look I, at you. I refuse to look at you, but according to this test, you're a fat guy. <laughs> so you nailed it. Then he told me I should eat more fruits and vegetables, and I was like, thank God I talked to you. Yeah, without what, him. What, what great info. Yeah. That's what you go to school for. Because you'd been eating salami and egg three times a day, right? Just straight <laughs> salami and egg. You know, old school Brooklyn diet. Not even on a Kaiser roll. No. No. What kind of bagel do you like? You live in you live in New York. I really am doing no carbs right now, so salami and egg is like a breakfast I would oh, eat. Oh, you're doing the, the, the Claude Aiken uh, diet? Oh, yeah, I'm doing the Claude, yes. <laughs> I'm doing the Aiken diet, just Aiken for some bread. <laughs> I'm making Aiken. <laughs> You've heard of making bacon is a metaphor for having sex. Uh, yeah, I know. I invented that. <laughs> and that is actually how I have sex. I, I put slices of bacon on my girlfriend, and I just go to town. You know, I that heat, sounds... Heat it up. Damn it, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's great. You should come over sometime. <laughs> <laughs> that goes out to anyone listening. Come on over. Come on over to uh, uh, Mr. Turner's house. <laughs> I got a question. Here's a question. We were talking about this earlier. We were talking about... Um, uh, I, I don't want to get into it, but I do these workshops, and one of these things I tell people is I go, the ideas in your head have value. And what I'm imparting to them is a stand-up comics, oftentimes, you're driving down the road, you'll sit down to write, and you'll write a bunch of stuff, and... You go, this doesn't work. Yeah, all, all crap. Yeah, you'll be driving down the road or standing in line to get in a plane or, or talking to someone, and an idea will pop in your head, 
And if you remember it and you write it down and you work it out, it oftentimes becomes a pretty good joke. Yeah. The ideas in your head have value. Yes. And I was talking about how years ago, I was joking with people about 12 years ago that I wanted to start a website called GiveMeADollar.com just to get people to give me money for no particular reason. Uh-huh. And everybody told me I was an idiot. No one's going to give people any money for no... I go, well, maybe I make up a reason. Like, uh, I need to make my house payment. They go, that's bullshit. No one's going to do that. And then a few years later, Kickstarter and GoFundMe. GoFundMe, just anything. You just make something up. I, my big problem right now is thinking of something legitimately I could ask people for money for that I can't... It's summertime, and I was explaining earlier, I only work as hard in the summertime is I have to to do what I want to do in the summer. Okay. I don't go, well, we need to save for the future. I go, what do we need this month? We're not working any hard. You know what? We're not doing this and this because we don't need to because we don't need the money. Yeah. A, so I can't think of anything that I'd want to raise money for. Can you think of anything if you started to go fund me that you would raise money for? Well, you know what people usually <coughs> raise money for? They're like heroin. trying to. Yeah. Jeez. yeah. Hey, mostly heroin yeah. and uh, prostitutes. Yeah, uh, whores. No, but they, you know, they want to like make a movie or like go on tour. And, you know, it's like, yeah, great. Yeah. That sounds. That's, you 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 can do that. You just uh, you just maybe go on some auditions. Maybe work on your act a little bit. I don't know if my you know a thousand dollars is going to help you out that yeah. much. You know, that's when I, when I first I, I was uh, I, I toured as a comic for fifteen years. When I knew oh, that I was gonna, sorry about that. I know it was terrible. That's why one day I went. I'm not getting on another plane. I don't need to work this hard. Yeah. I don't need to sleep in a Holiday Inn in Cleveland again. I mean, yeah. it, it was, you know what? It was tons of fun for 15 years. And mm. after 15 years, I went, I think this is what it's going to be for another 15 years. And it's, this is okay. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm making money. I'm telling jokes, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't looking to gift Harson them out, but I, thought, I want to do something else. But it occurred to me, so I saved up. So instead of going on the internet and going, oh, can you give me money so I can go on tour? I, I saved up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no one, no one understands that word anymore. Do you think this is a good idea, Nick? And if you do, maybe you can help us with There's the commercial. There's absolutely no way I will, but let's yeah. go. All right, so Shirley was talking to me earlier about that I don't chew gum. And she said when she first met me, I was chewing, chewing I don't chew gum for pleasure. Because I was using nicotine gum at one time. Mm. And then I put those two words together, pleasure gum. And then I immediately thought of a whole campaign. You put out this product and call it pleasure gum. Put it in your mouth. It's orgasmic. And the dad would sell. Um, yeah, I guess that's how they sold Herbal Essence. Yeah, exactly. You know, shampoo that makes you come. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, so if you're, would, yeah, if, you're, if you're not orgasming because of the shampoo, that's your fault, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else is. Yeah. So I was trying to get Shirley to say it on the air because I did. I went, pleasure gum. Put it in your mouth. It's orgasmic. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's good. And then I played around with it. Pleasure gum. Put it in your mouth. Oh, yeah. That's way worse. <laughs> How would you I gotta say... I got to get out of here. <laughs> Lock the door. <laughs> Pleasure gum. Are you sick of your gum not getting you off? Does your gum just sit there in your mouth not helping? Uh, okay, listen. Thanks a lot. Cut for a second. Really good. It was good energy. We liked uh, it. We'd like you to try to just do the lines we gave you. <laughs> I want to have sex with that gum. All right, listen, thanks a lot. Uh, leave your picture and resume. No way, dude. I'm almost there. Uh, we, we have your agent's name. We'll I'm gumming. Thank you. <laughs> Mandy. Mandy. We want you to say these lines. Pleasure gum. Put it in your mouth. It's orgasmic. Just pull up to the mic, man. Pull up to the mic. Here, here do you want this yeah, you're chair? Working. Is this chair going to Because I know you were in a car accident. We don't want you to get hurt. So there's your microphone. There's your microphone. Let's pull you around. Yeah, get yourself set. You know, it's a choir mic. They yeah. call that. Yeah, don't, 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 don't rub them against each other. They'll have little microphone babies. <laughs> all right. Okay. What? Are, what are the, the lines things? are. All right. Take one. This is the pleasure gum commercial. You're gonna say pleasure gum. Put it in your mouth. It's orgasmic. Do I have to say it like a way? Just say it. However, just say how you feel it. Okay. okay. We we're just trying to get a feel. <laughs> Way too much thought into this. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> Pleasure gum. Put it in your mouth. It's orgasmic. Yeah, listen, that was very good. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, now say say it like it's hot. I want you to think of the hottest dude you can think of. Who's who? Who is like your? Uh, if you were married, 
Who would be your past? That if you were married, you could sleep with them and it wouldn't mess up your marriage? Jeremy Roenick, obviously. Jer- Jeremy who? Jeremy Roenick. Jeremy Roenick. Is that a sports guy? Yes, it is. It yeah. is? What's he play? Hockey, obviously. Exactly. My kid's named after him. Oh, <laughs> but he's not named after the father. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Nick, I want you to get a director. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to need you to do it in maybe an accent. Can you do it in a British accent? But this, we're going to try to sell this gum in England. Oh, boy. I don't know if I can do this. Pleasure gum. Put it in your mouth. <laughs> it's orgasmic love. I don't think I can do it. I, I haven't done a British accent, like, ever. Say it like you're actually chewing the pleasure gum, and it's causing you to be orgasmic because it's in your mouth. With a British accent. <laughs> yeah. I can't do this. You can't. You can't. What else can't you do? <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you can't, you can't do? We'd love to try it out here. Can we do a thick southern accent? <laughs> The cowboy gum. Yeah, how about this like here? Hey, pleasure gum. Put it in your mouth. Hey, shut up. <laughs> Put this in your mouth. You sh- <laughs> All I want to hear is you pleasure noises. <laughs> <laughs> shut that bird up. We're trying to do a commercial. Uh, that was supposed to be a pig. <laughs> <laughs> shut that pig up. He sounds like a bird. <laughs> Gotta get that pig to the hospital. So <laughs> I go and action. Wait, which which accent am I supposed to do? All of them. Oh jeez, I don't think I could do it. Australian. Okay. Say, say it like you're turned on, like you're getting I off. That was so mm. good the first time. You know, you were great the first time. <laughs> we're just looking for something a little different. Can you do it like Hannibal Lecter? <laughs> no. Eat do. the gum, Clarice. <laughs> It puts the gum in its mouth. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, mm, Pleasure gum. Put it in your mouth. It's orgasmic. That's good. That's good. You nailed it. Fantastic. Uh, We're going to call your agent. We don't have a lot of money for this, but, you know, we can get you something. All right. Now we have a commercial selling Bibles. Can you do the same? Bibles, <laughs> put them in your mouth. <laughs> I put my Bible in my mouth. <laughs> I mouth my Bible. <laughs> That's my name, Bible Mouth. <laughs> That'd be like a new Billy Bob Thornton movie, Bible Mouth. Bible Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> with some with some mustard. You know, Billy Bob Thornton could actually play two characters in the movie. He could play who, who he always says or he talks like this. It's the size of Texas, Mr. President. You know, or then he could be the uh, sling blade guy. Yep. I like mm. the French rack tighter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. What, what the hell do you talk like that? Because that's how we got famous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, when, I do the, when I do that character, uh, he only answers yes or no questions. <laughs> he can't talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Nailed it. <laughs> it's beautiful. I am a mimic. It's fantastic. Oh so, uh, so, so this is your third time in town. Third time, yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm almost frightened to say I think we've actually had you on before. Yeah, yeah. We it was have. a different place. It was a different time. That's what. No, but it was a different. It was a different time. It was a different. It was a place. different office. It was a simpler time. Yeah. Yeah. It was back when men were men and women had pleasure guns. Yeah, and women were men. Yeah, we <laughs> were. Over. Everyone was men. <laughs> we was all men. Uh, how long ago was that? It was maybe. Wait, was that was that last year or two years ago? Uh, Could have been two years ago. Could have been a couple years ago. Yeah. 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 You were, the, you were the first one. We went from our nude show. You were first. All one. nude. Yeah, fully clothed. Yeah. yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. I, I will only do television nude. I refuse yeah. to do well, we, we took nude a look, radio. Took a look, and we said maybe with him clothes. So, uh, <laughs> so, but you're, I, and I, now I remember. So you're originally from Virginia. Oh, yeah. Okay. What I tell a lot, of, but you don't have a Virginia accent. No, I just got this. Yeah, you don't have that South. As you no, well, I grew up in Richmond. There's not money. You know, yeah, it's not real Accentville. That's right. It's in not. Richmond. It's not. I used to work. I used to tour in Richmond a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah, I used to. Um, there was a place called the Richmond Comedy Club. Okay. Which was down on what is it, the slip or the landing? What's oh, shock. Sh- uh, yeah, Shaka Bottom. Yeah, Shaka Shaka Khan. Whatever the hell the name yeah. is. Yeah. That area there. Like yeah. many places in America that once was part of manufacturing and import and export, yeah. it's now to turn into a place where young people get drunk. Right. Yeah. 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 But I imagine that was Have gone sex in the alley. by the time you... Um, 
Yeah, when I I didn't. Uh, I mean, I never really did stand up there. There wasn't a club when yeah. I was growing up. Uh, there was yeah. It was after that and before the Funny Bone, yeah. which is there now. You know, I mean, Richmond was the Richmond uh, Comedy Club. And uh, if you, I know you're you're in Brooklyn, and, and uh, you, there's a wide mix of very funny people coming out of Brooklyn. And I know there's probably a lot of uh, uh, comics of of another generation. You should talk to mm. the rich uh, Jerry Seinfeld used to go there for like 200 bucks a week. Every New York comic went to the Richmond Comedy Club. Yeah, it was one of the few places you could go at the beginning of the boom and make money. You know, because these uh, uh, these two women, uh, Sandy DePern and April Pascarella, started a, co- a comedy club in a basement and then moved across the street upstairs over over a bar. And it, it was uh, Bill Hicks used to work there all the time. Never heard of him. Yeah, no, he's uh, uh, he's a um, you know he's a juggler. Mm, he's a juggler. Mm, very funny. He wears a clown nose, and what he he's got a joke book on a karaoke machine instead of songs, <laughs> and then he reads them. Yeah, that's my other idea Hack. to really make money in the comedy business is uh, uh, comedy in a box. Comedy karaoke? Yeah, it's comedy in a box where you, you could set up a comedy club in your home for the whole family and you got dirty uh. jokes and clean jokes. And a, I know you're looking at me the way a comic looks at me when I... Yeah, well, I mean, it must be the way like uh, like a, a professional singer looks at karaoke. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you monsters. It's when it was... <laughs> I thought of it during a, a particularly hateful period of my life. I go, you know what? I'm just going to ruin this goddamn business. Yeah. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a comedy karaoke so people don't have to go to clubs. you got to make your own jokes, though. Just put it no. in your, your act. No. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I get jokes out of a joke book. Farmer. Farmer. <laughs> jo- the worst jokes you could think knock, of. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. And it's got like a little stand and then a cardboard thing you fold out that has a little brick wall you put behind you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. <laughs> well, great. Um, I can't wait to see the GoFundMe for this. Uh, well, I thought of I usually my most horrible thoughts are the ones I don't act on them and someone else does and yeah. they and they do very well with them. Oh yeah, it's like my little grandkids have this little um, thing. We try to hide it in the closet so they can't find it when they come over, but they do. It's a little mic. It's a, like a vibrator. Little, <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. Yeah, yeah but they uh, they well, that's not in the closet when they find it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in your hand. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> 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 uh, no more questions, Your Honor. <laughs> That's why she doesn't bring little Jeremy around anymore. <laughs> he climbed under the table. And goes, what the hell was that? <laughs> oh, that ain't nothing. That's a, that's a snake. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. a bow snake. <laughs> so, but they and they'll sit there and sing on the thing, and and they, and I go, you know what? You could do this with comedy. But I, I just, I, I can't do it. Wait, what was it? I, it's comedy. They have a little plastic, like, $30 karaoke thing. Uh-oh. And they sit there and sing in it, and it plays songs. And, you know, it's it's cheap, but they love it. Yeah. And uh, what is that? Um, that's awesome. We're getting, like, electronic. <laughs> There's that vibrator. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> Found it. What the hell is that? I'm not doing anything. You're not doing anything? No. All right, okay. You know what? Maybe it's an emergency broadcasting system. <laughs> Maybe there's a nuclear war right now. I don't now. know what happened. I don't know what Can happened. Can you imagine that? If there was nuclear war and the last people you saw in the world were in this room. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's my dream. Yeah. <laughs> now that comedy karaoke didn't sound so damn bad. No, right? nightmare. That's what I meant. <laughs> nightmare. Very close. So you didn't do comedy in Richmond uh, because there wasn't a lot of comedy. Yeah, yeah. There was nothing to do. I did comedy at the University of Virginia. And uh, Arlington, and uh, you know, I mean, Virginia used to. At one time uh, in the '80s and '90s, there was like a really big uh, circuit that went through Virginia, yeah, all up and down the Eastern Seaboard. It's been different for for uh, subsequent generations, I think. That was during the boom. Yeah, there's not much. I don't, I don't do anything in Virginia really. I go to D.C. a lot. Yeah, that's a big market, but I, yeah, nothing in Virginia. I, I haven't done. I did like I put my own show together in Richmond like a few years ago. Sure, but I, I didn't. Uh, yeah, like your aunts and uncles and stuff came out. Oh yeah, it was awful. Are you gonna talk about <laughs> <laughs> your relatives? Fall into two categories. One's going. Are you gonna talk about us? And you better not talk. It about was us. worse than that because I don't have any relatives that live there. My family moved away, and so it was a lot of people I went to high school with parents <laughs> <laughs> showed up. <laughs> I was like, this is a weird audience. <laughs> I just got booked into, and I'm gonna I'm gonna book myself off of it and book somebody else. Uh, I was told that it was a small gathering, and it's 500 people from India. Wow! <laughs> Who thought it would be good to have a comedian? Do they, did they, <laughs> do they live in India now, or they moved no, here? No, they're, they're all okay. immigrants here, and I, I have a lot of friends who are uh, uh, immigrants from India. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a big population of that here in Arizona, but I kind of got tricked into. 
Oh, is that? A, is it? Okay. Know. You know, I think somebody's working. You know, maybe someone over there has got the. Um, That's just what it sounds like when I chew this pleasure gum. <laughs> <laughs> they found the vibrator. Yeah. You know, we should bang on the wall and go, "Keep it down." <laughs> That's like in Brooklyn. So, uh, shut up. So, anyway, I have no idea what that show is going to. Because, and what kind of jokes will you tell? Will you will you write them out first? I'm going, no, uh, man. I'm just. Yeah, that sounds awful. And I was told it was going to be like a small gathering, and now it's 500 people in a ballroom in Scottsdale, and I'm going. Yeah. Anyway, so I understand terrible shows. So you do this show in Richmond. You put it together. You think it's a good idea. At what point did you realize it wasn't a good idea? Um, when we got there, and well, because it was like this Booker brought us down. Um, he was doing like a little D- DIY tour uh, with my friend Andy Haynes, and uh, we got down there, and they had to move the venue. <laughs> to a different place and it was raining and then we got there and realized that the booker who had asked us to come down had had uh, not provided any audience members they were all the people that I got there yeah <laughs> it's just like I thought it was like walking into a show that I was like helping out by bringing people but no no it was just the people that showed up to see me that was the whole philosophy behind the, the with the book the booker's whole philosophy was, yeah he's like come on down he's from here he'll tell people there's yeah. gonna be a ton of people there hopefully that you bring that's beyond the bringer show that's the secret bringer show yeah secret yes <laughs> I secret was tricked bringer. into doing a bringer show for myself uh, and so, and then finding the gig was like playing Pokemon. You had to kind of keep looking. Oh yeah, we weren't using those references back then, but now it would. Be back perfect. in those days, do you play that the Pokemon? Oh heck yeah, we were playing it on the way over. I got you a bunch are a Pokemon of, player. Got a bunch of new desert Pokemon that I didn't have before. Because I know Mandy. Mandy sat in his office one time, and as she played, she goes, "There's one right here." Oh yeah, and that yeah. that bothered me uh, for days. They're everywhere. I can't even have sex anymore because they're just <laughs> jumping all over the bed. Have you ever have you ever started to maybe orally pleasure woman? All of a sudden you look down there and there's a Pokemon there? One hundred percent of the time. <laughs> they just keep popping out. That's how I get new ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing it. Like yeah. a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Yes, Only my Pokemon. my girlfriend is the is the number one Pokestop <laughs> for me. Or maybe she's just saying stop. I can't remember. <laughs> You're not looking for a Pokemon in here right now, are you? No. Oh, she's going to get not, one. They're, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. They're not supposed to be indoors, the Pokemon? Oh, no. They're, yeah, they're, they could be anywhere. They could be like, I'm sitting in the turlet in my house? Everywhere. Yes. How do they put... So how does this work? How do they put... Because here, let me tell you, I, uh, uh, the current crop of a certain type of comic, because they're, what's with this Pokemon? And uh, I... Uh, um, I do business with a theater in Tempe that is right by Tempe Town Lake, where at one time there were like thousands of people out there. And I looked at it from my point in life and from a sociological perspective. I go, I'm not into this, but this looks pretty cool. Yeah. This looks like it's like it's like uh, disc golf. I go, I'm not into this, but this looks cool. They're having fun. Nobody's hurting anyone. These stories you hear about people being in accidents or banging their children. That's those people would do that even if they were going to the grocery yeah. store. It's not because they're playing Pokemon. So tell me about this game because I know nothing about it except I get a kick out of watching people do it. Um, I think the coolest thing about the game is the exercise aspect. You yeah. can't do it just sitting on the couch. And uh, I remember when it first came out, I saw an article that was just like listed uh, like a, a ton of tweets from kids that were complaining that their legs hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fun. Like they've never moved before. They're like, "Damn you, Pokemon! You made me get exercise." Um, and yeah, that's that's the most amazing thing about it. It has to happen. It has to be interactive, and you have to go out into the real world. And I think it's providing a pretty incredible service. Yeah, yeah. So how do you? How do you? What do you win? Do you win money? You just collect them all, man. What? You got to collect them all. all. You, uh, you catch them all. Yeah, you catch them all, and, and then, then you, what? But I don't. It, you, you can fight other people in yeah. like be if like go to Pokestops, which are like mostly at schools and churches, ironically. <laughs> um, but because uh, it's just like public spaces yeah. that they make these places, and yeah. uh, and then you fight. But most people I don't I know don't fight them. Yeah. Just, we're just collecting. Has anybody got in a fist fight over a Pokemon that we know of? Oh, I'm sure. I, no one I know. Yeah. I don't. Oh, you do you win a you don't win a prize? Well, because it's not if like if a Pokemon shows up, it shows up for everybody and not just you. It's not like you're the first person to catch it, then the Pokemon goes away. It's a collaborative effort. Sounds communist. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, Pokemon. Ever, yeah, Pokemon was definitely voting for Jill Stein. Do you think there are Pokemon at like Trump rallies? There are Pokemon everywhere, my man. If you <laughs> yeah, take you off your hat right now, there's a Pokemon under there. I bet you. Ooh, that sounds fun. You know what would be cool if the Pokey people, because there's someone running this. Well, you were the one who said in <laughs> There's someone behind that. Yeah, there people she invented the game. She said, and I don't know, and you got to tell me if you'd heard this and said it or if you thought it up. Either way, it was so cool. You said when you were younger, you uh, that Mandy told me when she was younger, she used to play The Sims. Uh-huh. And you, oh, yeah. And you, oh, felt, I, like, yeah, and you felt like God because you made these people move yeah. around. And then I felt like, then we started talking about it. I can't remember who the comic was, but we were sitting here talking about it. Yeah. And then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, like Pokemon is controlling us. Yeah, they're the Sims. Like Pokemon is God. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> but <laughs> and, and that's a heck of a leap you made. No, when it, when it first came out, it absolutely was. Everybody was just like so focused on it. Didn't look up from the phones, getting hit by cars, trespassing, all of this stuff. Now it's like. I mean, they put the warnings out, you know? I mean, but I think that there are a lot more people get hit, you know, trying to answer text messages. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I, like Pokemon. I said, any of the problems you've seen where you see it pop up on the news, you know, uh, during you know during sweeps week or in the last five minutes of a, of a cable show, and a man playing Pokemon ate another yeah. man's head. <laughs> that guy would eat another man's head anyway. Yeah. yeah, that was his 14th head. But let me ask you this. So you're really into Pokemon, and, and it's fun, and it's harmless, yeah. and it's kind of cool. But since it seems to have the ability to move massive amounts of people where it wants to move people to, I a few weeks ago I told my daughter, uh, I was in Los Angeles visiting her, and, I, and I'm reading an article, and I go, I knew it. She goes, what? There was a, a group of bars in a like a, a like a uh, an entertainment district mm-hmm. that were doing Pokemon specials. Come in here and find Pokemon. Uh, yep. Come by our bar. Yeah, they put lures on the Pokestops. Lures. So th- I said they're gonna ma- they're gonna make this a money making thing, but then can they make it a political thing eventually? Can they move people to a rally? Can they then make people understand? <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna help their bottom line. Because yeah. someone's making money off the Pokey stuff. Oh, yeah. The pokey people. Oh, they're making a lot of money. They're making a lot of money. Yeah. And we're playing for fun, and we get no prizes. Yeah. But, you know, the prize is, you know, you're just happiness, your health. Who needs that shit? Community. I don't want any of that. <laughs> I don't. I don't like to go outside if I don't have to. I don't. I don't really like to talk to people unless I have to. Unless every day <laughs> for work. Yeah, yeah. every day. For I work. hate to talk to people anyway. I, I have my own show. How long have you been doing stand up? Uh, Twelve years. Twelve years. Have you found, as you've been doing it for a number of years, that you be, have you become? And I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that your answer is gonna be no. But you have you become a wee bit more misanthropic as you've gotten into this more. Do you have a difficult time communicating with? regular non-comic people one-on-one than you did when you first started um yeah i guess you know the longer you do it the more yeah you've just lived a different life than most people um and then i'm out all the time i know so many people just because i have to be out yeah at a bar yeah at a club every night yeah and uh no i think you know i I think it it does get easier to talk to people but there's 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 such a disconnect, I kind of, where people understand yeah. about your life, um, that it's hard to explain to everyone. Yeah. you know what what the reality is. Yeah. You generally a lot of comics, and I mean, I'm not I'm not pigeonholed totally, but there's there's two types, and the ones that after a show, there's a comic named Greg Otto who I used to work with, a very funny guy, and he said he goes, I don't understand the comics who want to go out in the lobby. And talk to people after mm, the show. Me either. He goes. He goes. I want to. I want to leave immediately. Yes. You know. Uh, I remember when I was touring. I'd be done with my show out of the club before maybe the audience was. You know, unless it was pay night, because then you had to ring <laughs> four o'clock in the morning, going, uh, "This money ain't right." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I'd be at my at the condo or the hotel. Actually, in those days, on the phone with other comics who had just finished their show. And that's so. But some comics like to go out and, hey, they're going to take us to a party at the lake. Oh, yeah. Always the worst thing to do to go with the audience that comes up and goes, hey, we got a party at the lake. Why don't you come with us? <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I can't go. I, I don't yeah. do anything. Yeah, I want to run away and hide in the hotel. Yeah. Because um, you don't, you can't go off campus. No. You, know, you don't know if you're going to be able to come back. Yeah. Somebody takes you to a party somewhere else, you might be living there. 
I almost got killed at a house party in Detroit once. Talk to me. So, <laughs> I just said, me and some Detroit, people, I believe yeah, it. We were talking about, I got the, the, wait, the wait staff goes, hey, we're going to a party. And, and there was one particular wait staff member. I go, oh, you're going to a party. So I went with them to the party. And it was a house party, you know, and like a regular little ranch style 1950s house in Detroit suburbs. And me and somebody else talking about evil can evil. And I go, yeah, we worship the insane in America. And this drunk guy's in my face going, you talking bad about our country? And all of a sudden, it was one of those moments where it shifts where you go, I'm at a party with people I know to go, I'm in a house by myself in Detroit. Yeah. You know, and I had to like talk the guy down. Yeah. You know, and the whole time I go, I'm going to get killed. Because I saw this, he had some friends. Because you see the guys fold their arms and look at you. And I go, I'm going to die. And, and from that day forward, I never went to a house party. Uh, a couple in a basement. But not a house. Yeah. Did you ever have, have you had any of those types of encounters on the road where you went, wow, this has turned weird? No, it's mostly just like um, places where it's, you just stop having fun and then yeah. you're just like stuck at the, it's not, yeah. not you know, it's not combative yeah. more as it is just like, uh, oh, I'm over this. A, Need to rent a car next time. One of Bill Hicks' most famous jokes was, and he actually did on Twitter. Again, I don't know who that you is. Know, he, okay. he's a, he was a, a young comic from Texas. Sure, sure. Okay. Uh, he danced a little. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, he, he put a little sand on the floor and ah, kind of did a little soft shoe sure, in it. Sure, desert you know? comic. Yeah, and then he had a hat and he kind of cocked it forward. It, it was Billy with a B. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, he after a show where these guys came up, were shoving him, going, hey, buddy, we don't like what you said. We're Christians. We don't like what you said. And he went, oh, you're Christians. Then forgive me. So, but I've known comics. Some t- yeah, yeah, I've ha- I've never I've n- I haven't actually gotten in a fight, um, but I have had people come on stage aggressively. Um, and you had that at a comedy festival, wasn't it? Did that, that oh, was at place? South by Southwest. Yeah, yeah I had Which was one of your. Th- that was that a, was the highlight of your career. Wasn't that was it? <laughs> that South was. by Southwest too. It wasn't uh, aggressive. That was just someone just like just stood on. You know, he was just drunk to be like, I'm gonna stand on stage for a second. But I did have a guy recently in Brooklyn um, come on stage while I was uh, performing. He'd been like yelling from the back. And in kept, Brooklyn, a guy yelling from the back. Yeah, can you believe it? I never heard of such. And a thing. Uh, and I kept telling him to shut up, and then he eventually started walking on stage, and I was like, if you. He was like towards the stage, and I was like, "If you come on stage, I'm absolutely gonna freak out." And he came on stage, and I took the mic stand and I hit him with it, and then I threw it down and just left yeah. the venue. And I'm like, "I'm not gonna." I have had so many, so many friends have been hit. Really? Um, like w- whether it's on stage or after the show, it's 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 not that uncommon of a story. It's um, getting a little. So I don't is put it getting up a little weird it. out there right now because I mean the the country is. We're either, we're either being, there's either legitimate uh, uh, grievances within the general public or we're being ginned up. Yeah, I don't think it's has to do with political anything. I think it's just, you Alcohol. know, guys who are drunk with egos, yeah. you know, and you're getting all the laughs and then they try to say something to you and it fails and the audience is always on the comedian side, you know, yeah. pretty much because I have the microphone and the talent. And you're just some drunk guy who likes to fight, yeah. but it's not going to happen. Uh-huh. Um, and then they just get embarrassed. That's it. It's just yeah. like guys getting embarrassed that you trumped them. I uh, kicked a guy in the chest once and knocked him back in his chair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and like in, uh, I would say, out, it was Telluride, but it was outside of Telluride. It's like I used to get booked in a lot of places. You go, oh, we're going to Sun Valley. They go, yeah, but the other part of Sun Valley. Yeah. <laughs> the place where the creatures are. <laughs> like, it was dirty dancing. It, was that, uh, it wasn't It was actually at the uh, at the resort. It was the mm-hmm. shack behind the resort. So, But they were telling you, it's kind of a frightening moment because you go, when you go, I'm not from this town. I am the stranger here. Uh, this is weird. But you live in Brooklyn. Yeah. So uh, you consider yourself like, oh, you came from Virginia. Kind of genteel, kind of a nice place. Yeah, you lived, in, this, you lived in the suburbs. You didn't. Yeah, yeah, I lived yeah. in the suburbs, and not that, in Richmond. At the time, no one lived in Richmond. It was yeah. like third per capita and murders in the country. Yeah, but at some only point third. when I was in so high school, could, yeah, that's what the South can never come in first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit was always with yeah, your Detroit, ass. Gary, Indiana. They Gary, Gary always in the, Gary, Indiana is one of those cities you drive through. You go, what happened? Yeah, well, the what Jacksons the? left. That's yeah, what happened. Yeah, yeah, and, and it all went down. It, it had nothing to do with the auto industry. No, <laughs> <laughs> nope, just the Jacksons. Uh-huh. So then you moved to Brooklyn. Was that like a big culture shock? Um, no, I mean I lived. My, my move so so long ago. I uh, I was going to school at George Mason um, in Northern Virginia, and uh, 
and then I moved and I've lived in lived in three different boroughs. I've lived in like 15 different neighborhoods. Okay. There's uh there's a little of everything. You live by that Jay-Z fella? Oh yeah, right next door. Yeah. I uh yeah, I, I share a room with Beyoncé. <laughs> So. To dream the impossible <laughs> dream. Didn't you see one of them one time, or did was that we were joking around about that? Did I see them? You saw a rapper and thought it was Jay Z. No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I would not admit to it if that if that had occurred. I saw a black guy at the coffee shop. I think it was Jay Z. <laughs> was it one of those? <laughs> yeah. Well, in New York, there's a lot of black people, so you I tell. I I yeah. can I've gotten good at telling. Everyone apart, <laughs> every race. I used to stay in I, I used to stay in Brooklyn a lot, mm -hmm. but I stayed in Bay Ridge, oh, where yeah. your statement would be incorrect at the time. Oh sure, yeah, it, that's it an Italian all, enclave. Yeah, you know, I grew up in St. Louis, where there's an area called the Hill. It was actually there was a racial pejorative place prior mm -hmm. to it. Uh, had to do if you take the words day and I want you to move and I want you to go, you put the, those two words together, the Hill. Okay. <laughs> And it's where uh, Joe Garagiola and Yogi Berra came from. Mm -hmm. And it's still, to this day, a very uh, singular ethnic population, very clean, low crime there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Bay Ridge seems to carry that same sort of persona in the culture. Is Bay, have you been to Bay Ridge? Is oh, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I, I lived in uh, Sunset Park uh, for a couple of okay. years, which is just north of Bay Ridge. Yeah. Um, so I know the area, but there's no, it's so hard. There's no, like, everything's kind of mixed up now. You know, yeah. everything started with one sort of ethnicity or one cultural group. Yeah. But, you know, now it's just everything is white 20-somethings. And you and I think that's fantastic, and there's people who don't. Oh, yeah. And they're voting for Donald Trump. So <laughs> it's all mixed up. <laughs> that's I think I pretty much got the Trump voter down to people who are just going, it's all mixed up, meaning they are mixed up. Yeah. And so they're going to vote for the guy who says he's going to unmix it. Yeah. That should be his campaign slogan. Un I'll unmix it. it and then wink. <laughs> vote for pleasure. Vote for unmixing. <laughs> pleasure gum. Hey, on that note, let's take a, a little break, and then we'll wrap things up. Uh, uh, man, this has been this has all been tons of fun, man. I'm so glad you came in. I mean that. Uh, we yes, always. I mean, one of the things we love to do in this is I get to talk to comics I know, comics I don't know, and uh, uh, this has been one of the most fun segments we've had this morning. I would say. <laughs> The most fun segment. The most fun segment yeah. we've had this morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you say this morning over there? I just, just want to be, be very clear. <laughs> you get other comedians calling up, hey, man, you said that about me. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> You're listening to This American Podcast, Comedy Edition at ComedySchoolsRadio.com. We'll be right back with Nick Turner from Rick Brunson's House of Comedy. You know what? We're uh, we're coming back. And you know why we're coming back? Because um, here's what I've discovered about that song. I've only listened to the first 20 seconds of that song. And I always go, we're coming back in because I don't like that song. But it's a Mumford and Sons song, correct? Mm -hmm. And I like the Mumfords. And I like the Mumfords and the Sons. That song was a Mumford and Sons song? That's what I'm being told. That's what it's saying, yeah. What's the name of it? Vinyl Wings. Vinyl Wings. Well, you know what? It's new. Yeah. It's... What? New album? It we could be... I, I love, yeah, it could be. You know what? It could be, yeah, it could be Tom Waits doing Mumford and Sons. <laughs> I think it sounds like Bill Hicks. I will wait. I will wait for you. Have you ever noticed that when you wait? There we go. <laughs> there we go. Billy, Billy, Billy. Um, but we, oh, we're going to talk about Mandy was in an uh, automobile accident. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. And you claim that you're the one who hit her. Yeah. Yeah. She, she won't know. I've, I've told you that in confidence. Yeah. See, because when you were in here last week, Mandy, I thought Mandy is not her normal, uh, effusive, ebullient, and chipper self. And yeah. uh, and then me, because I have some codependency issues, I go, it's probably me. Yeah. She's, probably, you know, she's going to tell Rick <laughs> that we suck. And then... Uh, she dyed her hair purple because she hates you. Yep. Yeah, that happens That's a lot. Happened. Yeah. Uh, people talk to me, and the next day you see them, and their hair is purple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened. And they don't even die it. It's somehow the, um, it's the, it's gamma rays, like the Hulk. <laughs> so, right, <laughs> so you were in an automobile accident. Did you cause it? Were you drinking? No, I did not cause it. No, I was not drinking. Well, what's the point then? And <laughs> so what happened to you? Because you, last week, and then I found out that you had gotten the accident before. 
Yeah. You were here last week. Because I wrote you yesterday, Shirley goes, Mandy was in a car wreck. And I go, oh, no. I went, I went, oh, no. Like that. Oh, no. And. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I, uh, I care a bunch. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see yeah. if CNN and M MSNBC match up. <laughs> so um, then uh, I wrote you to see if you were okay and everything was good. And you said that it was like old news. Yeah, it was. I just, I had posted on Facebook because I was having a lot of trouble with Geico and I was venting a little Guy bit. Geico? Geico. MTV's Geico? Oh, Geico, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, when women get in a car wreck, well, you got to understand. <laughs> <laughs> These chicks can drive. <laughs> with, with Geico. Yeah. They have great commercials. Oh, they're the worst. Can I, can <laughs> I, Let me tell you. Can I offer you a suggestion? <coughs> All right, I'm going to offer you a suggestion here on the air, okay? I'm going to give you, um, and this is something you can do when you're an old guy. Oh, great. Okay. I can't wait. Okay. <laughs> I'll write it down and I'll set an alarm for 20 years from now. Because some things you can't do. Someone said, explain what being 61 is like. I go, um, the store is always open. I just can't push as many products. Oh. So <laughs> That's a sex joke, kids. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> what do you mean? I have an insurance broker who has saved me money on every line. Like I have insurance on, on this room, okay? That if something were to happen here, you know, I have insurance wherever I go, if, I, if, I'm, doing, if I'm doing entertainment business, if I'm putting on a show or doing a show, I have insurance. Uh, I got a general, I, and I've got homeowner's insurance and I got automobile insurance. This guy saved me a ton, a lot of money on my automobile, and he does it every year where we get together and go, here's what the cars are worth now, this and that. Uh, and he told me a little secret that I'm going to share with you now. Oh, my God. And I think it's best said in a song. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> Here's, most of the discounts that are offered to you by the discount uh, insurance brokers on television, Flow and the little, the little Geico and all those things, you should be able to get those anyway. Okay? That if you had a good insurance broker, they'd go down the list and go mm. here. But what they do is they dole them out to you. You're not really earning those, those uh, discounts. You, in other words, you can have a good driver discount. You probably have a good driver discount anyway. You get only, you only drive X amount of, well, because you only drove X amount of miles. So every year when they say, if you do this, we'll lower your rates, that low rate, they say they will lower it to, you could have that rate anyway. So what people don't know, and that's, how, that's what drives like individual insurance brokers who a lot of people think of them as scumbags. Oh, he sells insurance. They're not, they're the same amount of scumbags as people who walk in traffic playing Pokemon. Uh, so, well, I think any, any, like that business, like Progressive and Geico, they advertise so much yeah. that you have to think that they, it can't be that different. Why would they need to advertise so much? Yeah. Why do they need to have four different campaigns yeah. happening at the same time? Yeah. Uh, I want to see, I, I will buy uh, Geico. I will buy when Geico and Progressive merge and they do a commercial where flow is going down on the Geico. Then I might I might go with their insurance while I go. Hey, that's pretty good. Wow, yeah. If they have a sticker, you can put on a bumper. You should at least car. write you you write fan fiction for commercials. <laughs> <laughs> well, like and I then said, that gecko gets its tongue out. And so, well, like I said, the store is open. But <laughs> you'd be surprised what the mining floods with. When I've actually thought about setting up the little uh, Lionel trains in the garage. So. Um, Viagra ruined the Lionel Train garage business. You understand that, don't you? All right, sir. Well, you go over, when you were little, maybe you had a grandpa, and you went over to grandma and grandpa's house, and you go, where's grandpa? And he was out in the garage, you go, well, I got these trains, and that's what he was doing. And then he came up with Viagra, and you go, how come grandpa's not playing with his trains anymore? <laughs> grandpa doesn't have to play with the trains Yeah, anymore. well, grandma still has to allow the train set to be set up. Yeah, she does. <laughs> choo choo chaboogie. And it ruined a lot of pool business. All of a sudden, grandmas are going out to the pool man going, I don't really need you anymore, Pierre. <laughs> this is, this is a very eye-opening. Okay, I'm going to go see my grandparents after this, and I, I'm not going to be able to look them in the eye. If they fired a pool boy and the train set's gone, yeah. All right, I'll keep an eye creepy. out. creepy. <laughs> train oh set. So what do you got coming up, Nick Turner? You got anything coming oh up? Oh, my uh, gosh. You know, I mean, you? Yeah, I got um, uh, a half-hour special on Comedy Central. And, really cool and uh my album i did an album with comedy central records and they're both uh coming out on september 30th september 30th september 30th so, so we'll yeah. be able to see you on comedy central september 30th and we'll oh, be yeah. able to pirate and download your album where <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh yeah you can get the torrent um from anywhere um yeah it'll be uh, itunes you know whatever same 
Who's your favorite old school comic? And I don't know what you can. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Yep. Steve Martin. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. And who's who is it that you? For a long time, there was a guy. There is a guy, Bob Kubota, and I love Bob Kubota. He's a very funny guy. And when I was start out, he was starting out. He was the guy. I'd go into a room and watch Bob, and I go home and go. I got to write more. I got to work on my performance more. <laughs> Not that I, because I liked him, but I go. Oh, that's what he's doing. Now, I don't want to do what he's doing, but I want to get better because he's getting better. Yeah. Who's your like? friendly competitor who drives you right now that we should know that we should go see oh my gosh i mean uh you know like any any of my friends who are doing and it's yeah it's it's the people you hang out with that yeah. you see all the time you know like in new york like mark normand and dan soder um and then uh and like la uh, brooks whelan and barry rothbard i'm just like they're just just monsters that are just um, always make me laugh. Always have new stuff, and it's. Do you run around? Do you ever run with people like Rich Voss? Are they still around? Oh yeah, yeah I Rich? saw I saw Rich a ton. I saw him. Well, because um, we, I it was at the Montreal Comedy Festival, yeah. and uh, so I saw pretty much everyone. He was my East Coast version of that because I would go. I went to the East Coast, and I, and I saw when I was first starting out. Someone goes, "Call this guy," mm -hmm. and uh, we had a lot in common. And, yeah. uh, oh, that's. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. We had all the. We had all of that in common. Yeah. And uh, but I'd watch him and go, oh man, and he's been doing it as long as me, and he's already doing this. He's so so he, funny. he always propelled me to what to do better, Bob. So I thought I would ask you that because uh, it's it's interesting and, and good to know. Where are you going after uh, this week? After you leave us here? Um, I am going to L.A. For a couple of weeks. Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. yeah. L.A., California. The big nipple. L.A.'s the big apple. L.A.'s the big nipple. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, and then I have a weekend uh, in September at um, the D.C. Draft House. Um, in Washington, D.C.? Yeah, yeah. They uh, The guys who have uh, the Arlington Draft House just yeah, outside okay. of D.C. Okay. have a new venue. So that'll cool. be my next Cool. Good my stuff next coming up. Where are you going to be staying in L.A.? Do you stay in the city or in the valley? Uh, I'm gonna be staying at an Airbnb. Really? That is going to house me, my girlfriend, and we're bringing our dog. Really? Yes, not my choice, but <laughs> we're you bringing know, that dog. I split my my travel time between Airbnb and hotels, and every time I do a hotel, I go no more hotel. My yeah. concern is if I want to go to Paris and I pick an Airbnb, that I I will I will have made a mistake. Like with a hotel, I can still be fairly sure if I'm going to some city or town that I won't be making a terrible mistake. But I still don't know with Airbnb. Yeah, it's weird, and I don't know internationally. We're I'm about to go on um, a trip to Italy and France with um, my parents and my girlfriend and my brother and his wife. Not your grandparents, because they got the Viagra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are busy. They they can't even get on a plane with that erection. Um, it scares people. But uh, yeah, we're doing Airbnbs the whole time, so I'm uh, I'm wondering if there'll be any weirdness well you know i i when you when you're done i want you to come back or even want you to call in oh you know it'd be cool if you could do it if we could try to set that up if you would actually contact us call from italy yeah, yeah, call from italy i mean i don't know if, if it doesn't we'll look into it and see if it's going to yeah. cost or even text us or something yeah and we could kind of follow you you know and find out what you're doing and find out if you've stayed in any really bad <laughs> airbnbs or if it's all working out yeah because we're planning a europe trip and i i figured you'd make a great uh, a great uh, guinea pig <laughs> hey, do you ever happen to Nick? And he lost a foot. He's we're still not, alive. We're not. He's alive. But, <laughs> but he's, we're not going to Florence. He's different now. I haven't had a real bad uh, Airbnb experience. Neither have I. I've had plenty of weird hotels. I always expect horrible things to happen, so they don't. But then I go, uh, then the horrible things coming. Yeah. So and this and like the you know the uh, House of Comedy has a condo. And usually a condo, you're like, oh boy, but this condo is so nice and so clean and so big. It's like something you see in better homes and gardens. It really is. It's yeah. so luxurious. You walk in for one, you go, the Kardashians live here, don't they? <laughs> yeah, and they do, actually. They do, yeah. There, yeah. But you know what? It's the Not big, the famous ones. No. You know what? <laughs> it's the big one. Yes. <laughs> It's like that's been a story of my life until I, I got, uh, uh, you know, Shirley and I are married and it's, it's been fantastic. Story of my life was if it was if a Kardashian liked me, it would be the big one. The Kardashian likes you. Or it's like if somebody one time came up and said, hey, a member of the singing group Wilson Phillips likes you. <laughs> yeah, which one? I you, probably you know. know. <laughs> one of the cast members on Fat Albert likes you. <laughs> <laughs> one of Manson's posse likes you. <laughs> it's Twiggy. No, it's, <laughs> it's squeaky. Squeaky, squeaky that's squeaky. right. Squeaky. Oh, she, was, she wasn't even in the original bunch, man. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted an original. Reboot. 
I wanted the periwinkle girl or whatever. All right. We got to run, man. You are fun, man. You are welcome here anytime. Amanda, you're Thank still you welcome. Are you me. looking for Pokemon right now? No. No? I'm not. <laughs> Nothing. You're doing, so, yeah, you're doing something no. weird. Tinder. You're te- were you tindering? No, I wasn't. I was on Instagram looking at Luke Pell, who's from The Bachelor, who I'm in love with. Yeah, that's worse than everything yeah. we thought of. <laughs> He's wait, just like, he was at Top Golf in Dallas. Somebody just tagged me in it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want him. You know, so Manny, bad. maybe you're to just kind of look around at the boys who are in front of you. Maybe yeah. you're going to have to pick one of them eventually. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> probably not. She goes. She goes. I didn't get in the damned entertainment business to date a guy that lives yeah. in my neighborhood. Yeah, come on, seriously. Yeah, uh, you're waiting for that one comic. You oh go, no, not a comic. Not a comic. No, no, no. you've no. learned your lesson. Bad news. Then was I remember when I was touring that you would go to a new club and the waitress come and go. See, you're a comic. You're from L.A. Let's party. But you go back to the same club a year later to go. I have mace. Stay the hell away from me. I don't need another abortion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. See, no. Yeah, but the I window's know pretty. Is I, Nick, is he bad news? No, he's a pretty good guy. Yeah, I'm a very good guy. Has he put his hand on your leg while you've been driving? No, uh, I mean, <laughs> my arm. I missed, bit. yeah, I missed. No, I got the armrest. Sometimes they, the comics are, you've had comics come in, and you can tell by the way they're looking at you, you go, I'm in town, I'm a comic. Yeah, you have so you can tell. Like, yeah. I but mean. Then you have the type that don't hit on you at all. Yeah. And after a while, don't you go, what the hell's wrong with this guy? No, but those are the the ones that you become attracted to. You're like, oh wait. Yeah, whenever I start, whenever I start a weekend, I have to go up to all the waitresses and I'll be like, look, I have a girlfriend. (laughs) I know you're expecting us to make out, but it's not. It's not going to happen, and I'm sorry. But as a consolation prize, here's some pleasure gum. (laughs) (laughs) Put it in your mouth. (laughs) It's orgasmic. Yeah, and then then they never talk to me again. (laughs) All right. Nick Turner, ladies and gentlemen, he is at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy for two shows tonight. Two shows Saturday, Friday and Saturday. Be able to see the very funny and talented Nick Turner. Look for his Comedy Central special September 30th along with his, uh, is it an album Album, yeah. Album. What's the name of the album? Yelling. Yelling. Yes. It's called Yelling. Do you do the Superman bit on that? Oh, yeah. It's on there. Because it's a funny bit. Yeah. I like the way you broke that down. All the hits. Okay. All (laughs) the hits of Nick Turner. You get them all along with Slim Whitman. (laughs) Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Just not this Sunday. (laughs) Sunday. I don't want this one to end, but we got to wrap up. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to this American Podcast Comedy Edition on ComedySchoolsRadio.com. We'll be right back.